1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Now, you might be a person who prays for altruistic reasons. Uh, you know, you don't ever ask the Lord for anything. You know, you spend all your time telling the Lord you love Him. That could be. But I, I want some things from the Lord myself. And so uh, if you're of that mind, here we go. Five ways to get what you want from God. Number one, ask. Number one, ask. When I say this, this is not like one, two, three, four, five. This is what you do. It is a variety of ways. And any of them will work. And if he did not want you to get what you wanted, why would he give you a variety of ways to get what you wanted? Can you see that? So when I say number one, I'm not talking about like step one. I'm just saying alternative one. Ask. One way to get what you want from God is to ask. But the reason this doesn't work for most people is they don't want to follow instructions. One way to get what you want from God is to ask. But the reason this doesn't work for most people is they don't want to follow instructions. So if you want your prayers and petitions, and you understand the word petition means request, if you want your prayers and petitions to actually work, well, then follow instructions. What do I mean by that? Pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. In John 16, 23, 24, Jesus was teaching on petitioning the Father. So here Jesus lays out what we call the prayer petition, one kind of prayer that we might also call a prayer of asking. John 16, 23, 24, in that day you will no longer ask me anything. What does he mean by that? Well, they were walking down the road and they were ministering to these people and visiting these towns and teaching in these synagogues and preaching to people on hillsides. He was right there with them. And so if they were sick or if they were hungry or if they had a question, he was right there with them so they could ask him, right? But there was coming a time he would not be there with them. So he said, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. And so I know that over the years I've caught heat on this. You know, well, I'll pray to Jesus if I want to. Uh, that's fine. You know, I talk to the Lord Jesus Christ. I talk to the Holy Spirit. I, there's no reason you can't talk to them, fellowship with them, uh, worship them, tell them you love them, tell them you appreciate them, whatever. But if you want a request granted, he gave a procedure. Okay, so who would know more about prayer than Jesus? Talk to me. Who would? Oh, I know you. Oh, your mama. No, nobody would know more about prayer than whom? Jesus. I tell you the truth. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Why? Well, because he was there with them. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. And that's the reason, you know, a lot of Christians go around looking like somebody just murdered their dog last night. They, they have no joy. 
And one reason they have no joy, they've not, they've not been receiving. And one reason they haven't been receiving is they haven't been following instructions. Sue and I could hardly go to Houston and hear John Osteen speak without hearing him quote 1 John 5, 14, 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, what is the will of God? Say it out loud. The will of God, the will of God. is the word of God. And the word of God is the will of God. So we go to the Father in the name of Jesus and we pray the word. But we don't want to follow instructions. You realize I've been doing this 48 years. I know what I'm talking about. You know, well, I think. Well, think whatever you want to think, but it's not going to work. You got to follow instructions. And uh, so we go to the Father in the name of the Son, and we go on the basis of the Word. Now, that doesn't mean you got to quote chapter and verse and quote it exactly from, you know, um, being facetious here, the version of the Bible Paul used, the King James Bible. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is you have to couch your prayers. The way to learn this is the Psalms. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was so right on when he said the way to learn to pray was to pray the, start out praying the Psalms. Because if you, if you read the Psalms, the Psalms are, a lot of the Psalms are just a regurgitation of phrases out of the Bible he had, which was the first five books of the Bible. That's what he had. So that's what he was rehearsing to the Lord. Do you understand? So it doesn't have to be exactly this word or this version. That's not what I'm saying. Don't be ridiculous. But what I'm saying is you have to have enough word in you to go to God the Father in the name of Jesus in the spirit of the word that covers whatever you're praying about, whatever it is. You can't go to God, for example, telling God the news. You know, well, the Lord, you know, the whole country went to hell and they're printing all this money. And, you know, you're, he doesn't need a CNN update. See, and then also you can't go to God and say, you know, Father, I'm so far down. I got to look up to see bottom. Uh, you know, all of that. Cliches. All of that. He doesn't hear it. How do I, Pastor, are you saying he, he doesn't even hear it? No, he doesn't hear it. Amen. It's like Dad Hagen used to say, I just soon listened to a donkey brand a tin barn at midnight. In other words, just on and on and on. You know, some people are talking, and I'm a polite guy, and I smile, but I want to go. <laughs> you know, just, just on and on and on. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his word, he hears us. So if we want to be heard, we got to pray according to his word. Say it out loud. If we want to be heard, we have to pray according to his word. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. And so I dealt with this Sunday, I think briefly, that it's not, luck it's not chance it's like like going to vegas it's not like you know buying a lottery ticket if we pray according to his word he hears us and if we know that he hears us we know that we have 
whatever we have asked of him. Why? Because we're following instructions. We're going to the Father in the name of Jesus, and we're praying according to the word of God. Now, regarding both John 16, 23, 24, and 1 John 5, 14, 15, follow instructions. And you might think I'm harping on this, but I hardly know anyone who does this. And this is why people don't get results in prayer. That's why they don't get results. Number two, or I shouldn't say number two, I should say alternate two, make a faith demand a demand of faith. Make a faith demand a demand of faith. Now this seems to be more oriented toward Christian ministry than dealing with personal issues. I'm talking about in the Bible. This seems to be more oriented toward Christian ministry than dealing with personal issues. In 1 John 16, 23, where we just were, Jesus was teaching on petitioning the Father, asking of the Father. There Jesus laid out the prayer of petition, or what we might call a prayer of asking. But in John 14, 13, 14, Jesus was teaching on making a demand of faith, a faith demand of God. John 14, 13, 14. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. All right. But let's deal with what it says in the Greek. And I will do whatever you ask. The word is ateo, ateo, ateo. And it means a demand, to, to demand as your rights, privileges under the new covenant. We know how to do this in the natural. Somebody knock on your door at 10 o'clock tonight, say, we want to come in and look around. You know what to do. You what? Demand your rights. You got a warrant, sucker? Right? Right? Well, if we know how to do it in the natural, why don't we know how to do it in the supernatural? And I will do whatever you demand as your rights and privileges under the new covenant in my name, in my name, say it out loud, in his name, name. so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask, again, the word ateo, demand as your rights and privileges under the new covenant. You may demand of me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, again, let me go back and say this seems in the Bible This seems to be more oriented toward Christian ministry than dealing with personal issues. Peter and John at the gate called Beautiful is a great example. Acts 3, 6, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Over the years, I dare say, Now, I'm not talking about out on the field because I'm not an evangelist, but I've done the work of an evangelist because Paul wrote to do the work of an evangelist. So, you know, I've traveled the earth. You don't know me like that because since y'all been here, a lot of you, you know, I've been hanging around here more because years ago, the Lord told me specifically, don't go anywhere, stay here and prepare these people for the end. I just do what I'm told. But I mean, I traveled from one end of Mexico to the other, one end of Guatemala to the other, one end of Nicaragua to the other. I preached all over Honduras. I mean, I preached all over 
Zimbabwe. I, I preached from one end of Kenya to the other. I mean, I preached in France. I preached in Germany. I preached in the United Kingdom. I mean, I have traveled. But notice what he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Okay, so excluding the work I've done as an evangelist, setting that aside, I'm talking about right here at Faith Christian Center, I dare say I've had more miracles and more results following this alternate, alternate right here than even praying the prayer of faith. You know, I look around the room and I see people that where tumors fell off their children. I see people where cancer left their body. I mean, looking around the room, I see people that couldn't have a baby, and I, I, I did this, and then they, I, I said about this time next year, and they had a baby. Now, if you don't want a baby, don't, don't be coming to me about that because, you know. <laughs> but I dare say, excluding travel, I dare say, when I've been at home, I have had more miracles from this right here than even praying the prayer of faith. Because I think, I don't have the mind of God on this, but I think sometimes we sabotage ourselves trying to pray our best prayer and, and you know, covering ourselves. We're worried about ourselves. We're worried about our reputation. But when you just speak a word, of, um, when you make a demand of faith, the, the number of words are very small. What did, it, what did Peter do? What did Peter say? I mean, look at the word. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Peter did. Peter just did what he saw Jesus do on countless occasions. He spoke to the issue. He spoke to the problem. And of course, this was done as Jesus had done countless times in the process of Christian ministry. We're going to get uh, to something similar here in a second. Alternate three, confession. Confession. And I dare say that I have used confession to get myself healed and to bring in money more than any of these processes. Again, it's not like do, do one first, do two second, do three third. It's not like that. It's a, it's a variety of ways, five ways to get what you want from God. But I was marked many years ago, a particular message. I think we were at Winter Bible Seminar and Kenneth Hagin said that he'd never prayed about money. He just spoke it in. And that really caught my attention. And so that's the process probably I have used more than any other to get healing in my body and to bring money in is confession. Now I realize while I'm speaking, you're, you're, you're going to have questions pop into your head because some of this is intertwined. Well, of course it is because it's God. And then sometimes when you read accounts in the Bible, you see two things at work at once. Well, of course, because these are the works of God. For example, Jesus stood outside the tomb of Lazarus. He prayed a very brief prayer. Then he spoke a word of command. So you had two things intertwined there. 
I mentioned Sunday, I believe, Elisha and Elijah and Elisha are very unusual characters in the Old Testament for several reasons. But one thing, they, I mean, they must have lived a life of prayer to walk in power with God like they did. But out in public, in ministry, they hardly prayed a prayer. Generally, they operated by speaking to this or that. But, for example, on Mount Carmel, it was a combination. Elijah... Uh, prayed a brief prayer, and then he spoke. So a, a lot of times you will find two, two things operating, but you see it in other ways. You see it also when you get into uh, any of the miracles, you'll see maybe a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. Things can be mixed together because these are tools in our toolbox. And when you begin to walk in them, you can pull them out and use them, and you can use them interchangeably, frankly. And you can use them on different occasions in different ways. Now, we're teaching on confession all the time, so we don't want to take time to reteach confession here. But we all know Proverbs 18.21. In fact, we've been using this recently on Sunday mornings. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We could take the time. We could go to the book of Hebrews and deal with the Greek word homologia to say the same thing, but we're not going to do that this evening. And as you know from the Holy Week revivals, Mark eleven twenty four has to do with praying. Yes, that's true, but it also has to do with confession, confession in prayer. I dealt with this, I believe, in the Holy Week revival 2021, this year. Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I send you what things serve you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And in my prayer life right now, confession is a whole lot of my prayer life right now. Thank you, Father God, I believe I receive. It's a, it's a lot of my prayer life, but it happens in prayer. Why, why would I take my prayer time and do that? Well, because I'm, I'm following instructions. Because he said, therefore I send you what things serve you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. But see, we don't want to do that because, you know, that's not the way we were taught or whatever, our denomination or, you know, our last pastor or our mammy or whatever. We don't want to do that. But that's what he said. I said, that's what he said. Amen. Alternate four, speak to it, whatever it is. Speak to it. Now, this could be construed as the same thing as making a demand of faith, but making a demand of faith in the Bible has more to do with ministry to others. But that does not limit me in speaking to issues in my own life. See, I can, I can use Deuter, uh, Proverbs 18.21. Instead of speaking death to my life, I can speak life to my life. There's a difference, though, between confession versus speaking to something or exercising the authority of Adam over the creation of God. I could stand here and tell you stories and you would think that I'm lying or that I'm exaggerating or whatever. So I'm not going to tell you those stories. But I'm telling you, I have proven to myself over the last couple of years that we still have in us the authority of Adam over God's creation. Yeah. And the reason we don't know it is we have not been walking in it, and we're not going to walk in it unless we start. As I walked to the podium last Wednesday evening, the Lord said to me, encourage them to start speaking to the circumstances of life. Unless they start, they'll never be able to walk in it. 
It's like tithing. If you don't start, you'll, how are you going to know? How are you going to know tithing works? This is what Malachi is saying. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. How are you going to know whether tithing is true or tithing is a lie if you never tithe? Well, the same thing is true here. If you never spoke to the circumstances of your life, how are you going to know whether or not it works? Look at what Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty two to 24. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He's talking about saying. Then he shifts to prayer. Therefore I say unto you what things shall ever desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Okay, but what is the backdrop? What is the context? Look at Mark 11 and verse 12. Mark 11, 12. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, now the context, he's, he's come through the Golden Gate. He, we, have, we have gone through the triumphal entry. We've gone through Palm Sunday. We've gone through overturning the, money, the tables of the money changers in the temple. The next, so, so this is a high. He's on a high. They're on a high. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. But when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, somebody might, somebody might say, well, that's crazy. Well, I don't know why not. You write to uh, the president of the United States. You think somebody's going to read that? You know, you, you Facebook, famous people, you, you send messages to, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. We could, we, could, we, could, we could research your stuff and show 15 ways you're crazy in the last 24 hours. So if, if, if we're all crazy, I'd rather just be crazy positive. Our problem is we spiritualize what we don't understand and we don't read it the way it reads in plain English. You know, when we pioneered this church, this is the reason I began preaching in January of 1984 out of the 19, actually it was the 1978 version of the New International Version of the Bible because I came to this conclusion that one reason people weren't getting it from the Word of God is they weren't reading the Bible in a translation they could understand. So whether that's your thing or not, or some other translation, you know, like when Tiff Shuttlesworth's here, he uses something else. But you have to find, and you don't want to find a, a paraphrase because... I don't want to give examples, but there are certain translations that aren't translations, they're paraphrases, and in my lifetime, a lot of them have taken out, for example, the blood of Jesus and some very important things. So you don't want a, a paraphrase, you want a translation. And uh, people ask me this all the time, what is the most accurate translation of the Bible? Well, actually, it's the New American Standard Version of the Bible, but... Good luck with that, because the problem is you understand there's a there's a there's a there's a balance between accuracy and flow. 
So the New American Standard Version of the Bible is probably the most accurate version of the Bible, but I mean, it's like driving a car over a, a, a dirt road for 50 miles. I mean, it just has no flow. And so, you know, I researched when I was in Bible school at CBC, you know, I, I just came to the, back then it was a 78 version of the New International Version of the Bible. And uh, because if you find something you can read and understand, you're more likely to get it, whatever it is that you're searching for. Am I helping anybody? But there are, there are passages. I mean, I just quoted Mark 11, 22 to 24 out of the King James because there are passages where you just can't beat the King James. And then like Psalm 23, Psalm 23 in the King James Bible is, are probably the most beautiful words that have ever been printed in the history of mankind. Bar none. Forget Shakespeare. That's nothing compared to the 23rd Psalm in the King James Bible. So some of it's just beautiful. Do you understand? But if you want a hard day, read Leviticus in the King James Bible. Okay, but, but here in verse 14, we don't deal with the reality of what actually occurred. We don't deal with the reality of what is actually stated in a modern translation we can understand because it says in verse 14, then he said to the tree. Then he said to the tree. Again, I, I could stand here and I could give you example after example but I have proven to myself beyond any shadow of a doubt in my own personal life that we have the seed of Adam in us in the negative, but we also have the seed of Adam in us to the, in the positive, and some, some, I'm not saying all, some of the authority he had over God's creation we have, and we have not been exercising it. He's, tell your neighbor, he spoke to the tree. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus talked to a tree. May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. So he must have heard. Why would the Bible? And you have to understand the word of God is flawless. There's nothing in there by accident. So when the word of God says, and his disciples heard him say it, the Bible wants you to know that he said it out loud. Then he said to the tree and his disciples heard him say it. And then he said to the tree and his disciples heard him say it. Then he said to the tree and his disciples heard him say it. Now, I don't know how many live oaks on my property I spoke back to life using this method after that horrible 100-year record-breaking freeze in February. Many, many live oaks that would have cost $15,000 to replace because of their size. I know exactly what I'm talking about because I bought them at that price. You get up to 8, 10, 12 inches, they're $15,000 a pop. And before we went to Miami in May, I, I went out there and counted them, and I shoved the number out of my head. I mean, they were as dead as Julius Caesar. And I came back, and all of them but two were alive. Amen. Two don't look so hot, and, you know, knowing me, they got to go. But they're alive, but, you know, I, I don't like crummy-looking stuff. But I'm saying, I couldn't count how many. And I just spoke to them. Thank you, Father God. All of my live oaks and shrubs are alive and well. 
I believe I receive it. I couldn't tell you how much money I saved. Now, somebody might say, it's crazy. Well, do what you want. They're only $15,000 a pop. It's lunch money. No, it's better to speak to them. I said, it's better to speak to them. Amen. Amen. And stuff, I mean, I'm telling you, when we left for Miami in May, I'm telling you, I mean, it, you can't, you can't believe how many shrubs. I mean, you just, I mean, it was just devastating. And I just spoke to them. You think I'm going to go out there and dig around and fertilize them and all of that? No. no I'm not doing any of that. I just spoke to them. Amen. Confession. I don't believe that. Well, then, you know, do without. But that's how I stand here tonight, having walked. You know, uh, Martin Rivers told me that after the Father's Day Guys Night Out message, he got curious about what I said, that in obedience to the Lord, I'd walk 49,000 miles. So he looked it up. And if I remember right, he's, it's the circumference of the earth is 28,400 miles. And he said, Pastor, do you realize that you have walked around the entire earth two times? But I don't have a pain in my body. Not one. How did I do that? Confession. How did we build I-30 with all of that opposition from the city? Confession. How did we get it financed? Confession. How did we pay it off? Confession. How did we get this through the city with all the greater opposition? Confession. How did we get the financing? Confession. How did we pay it off? Confession. Amen. Paid off our house. Uh, now, don't miss Wednesday night, because if you just heard what I just said and you miss next Wednesday night, you won't get there. Because next Wednesday night is the capstone on this. We, uh, two houses ago, we, we paid that off with confession. Uh, our last house, we paid that off with confession. We're not close. I mean, we're only like, we're inside of two years of having this one paid off with confession. Now, that's not making a demand of faith in ministering to others, but it is using my authority as a man upon the earth, speaking to God's creation. I'm not necessarily making a demand in the name of Jesus. They sound similar, but the way he laid it out to me, they're different. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So it's not just, if, if, if you come to me and you got an issue and I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, that's not the same as me walking around my property saying I believe all of my shrubs and live oaks are alive and well. Do you understand? I mean, they seem similar, but to me, they're different. I think that's what I heard this morning. See, one is making a demand. There, he just gave it to me. One is making a demand of faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The other is my right as a descendant of Adam to exercise my authority over God's creation. Amen. Because... Yes, Satan, uh, Satan talked Adam into committing high treason and handing his authority over to Satan. That's why the Apostle Paul calls Satan the God of this world, little G-O-D. But there is a residual authority of Adam in all of us. 
And that's what Jesus did when he cursed that fig tree. Now, Jesus spoke to that tree. That's not you say, well, Adam had authority over God's creation. And Philippians 2, 7 tells us that when Jesus came to planet Earth, he emptied himself of all of his glory. So Jesus wasn't operating here as the Son of God. Jesus was operating here as the Son of Man. In fact, there's not one time in four Gospels where Jesus called himself the Son of God, but he often called himself the Son of Man. Mark eleven twenty 20 to 21 is the context. In the morning as they went along, in the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. In the morning, the next day, in the morning, the next day. So even with Jesus, it took some time for the tree to obey his words. And it will take some time for the circumstances of your life to obey your words. That's why you just have, in the Father's Day Guys Night Out message, I talked about establishing new and positive habits. That's why you just can't try this for three days and quit. It has to become a habit. Now, you know Mark eleven twenty two to 24 from the Holy Week Revivals. I just gave it to you earlier. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, see, talking to something, what is, a, what is the mountain? Whatever seems to be an insurmountable object standing in your way. And say, say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall, and shall not doubt in his heart. So he's saying to me right now, that's why you got to start. That's why you got to take action. That, because you're going to doubt in your heart. You have to prove it out. Dad Hagen said that he, he, when he heard a, a positive message, he would prove it out. Or when the Holy Spirit, when he thought the Holy Spirit said something to him, he would prove it out. You have to prove it out. If you don't prove it out, you can't walk in it. That's outrageous. You know, we gave, we gave $10,000. Oh, that was January of 2018. We were getting ready to do the big challenge offerings in 2018. And, and the Lord told me exactly how to do it, man. He told me exactly how to do it. Give $10,000 to Fred and Betty Price, not through the ministry, not through their ministry, personally from us to personally to them. Believe him for a hundredfold and turn around and give that hundredfold into the church and the challenge offering a million bucks. And uh, I'd have to look, well, it was exactly 24 months. I had, I had my million dollars and not one nickel of it came from Faith Christian Center and not one nickel of it came from anybody at Faith Christian Center. Amen. Well, how come you're only at $912,000 or whatever giving it to the church? Well, because I'm following what he told me in prayer to do on giving that money to the church. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just doing what I was told. And then I turned around. When did we give the money to Jeremiah and Julia Thomas, the $50,000? Was that in 2020 or was that 2019? 2020? 20? Okay. So August 2020, Sue and I give $15,000 to Jeremiah and Julia Thomas. See, but I've proved it out now. So today, I have, we have gotten back 93.8 times Amen. the 15,000. Yeah, but I, I'm, I, 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 100. Amen. 
and not one nickel of it came from Faith Christian Center and not one nickel of it came from anybody at Faith Christian Center, 93.8 times. You see what I'm saying? In other words, you got to prove it to yourself. And then once you prove it to yourself, you can walk in it. And I'm just doing what he told me to do. He told me that cold day, uh, February, I think it was, or end of January 2018 on that road up above the cabin on the lakeside up at Big Cedar. And he told me exactly what to do. He said, send that $10,000 to Fred and Betty Price. Believe me for a hundredfold return. Put that million dollars in the challenge offering. And then he said, and then turn around and believe me for a hundredfold on the million dollars. Now, I don't believe we'll be here that long. I think the Lord's coming. But if, I, if, if the Lord... Carried, I expect it. Because I've proven it out. And I know, I know if there's somebody new here, you know, you might say, well, I just don't think a preacher ought to have that much. Too late. Some of you are still thinking, okay, what's 93.8 times? <laughs> and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. See, that's why you got to have that confidence. That's why you got to talk to stuff. And don't be trying to talk to cancer if you haven't talked to a wart. Don't be trying, don't be trying to talk to a house payment if you haven't talked to a refrigerator payment. See, you got to prove it out. And then, then you get bad. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's like that time, you know, when we go up there to see Derek Christina. It's so cool because, you know, he takes us to the police range. Well, the nice thing about the police range is you just shoot whatever you want. And there's nobody there and they're going to leave you alone. Amen. And so he bring, has one of his buddies meet us there, and he's got this 50 caliber rifle. Oh, man, that's so cool. I had a deep black and blue mark <laughs> in my shoulder. I'm talking about for weeks. You know, because you know me. I mean, I go into the range, and I shoot my 30-06, you know, and I run about a dozen rounds through there, and I'm about worn out. But I'm telling you what, man, and, and, and I did so good. I was like two or three inches off the bullseye. And, and you know, Derek's friend said, you want to shoot it again? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man. You better have your teeth set or you're going to need caps. <laughs> so you got to work your way up. No point in you going out there shooting around with a 22. And then trying to, you know, confess your way out of uh, cancer. You got to work your way up. You got to prove it out. Confidence. Amen. <laughs> Confidence. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Say it out loud. That's what, tell your neighbor, that's what the Bible says. Tell the neighbor on the other side, that's what the Bible says. He shall have. Tell him. Lecture, lecture him. Amen. Lecture him. He shall have whatsoever he saith. 
But see, we, 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 we don't want to walk in that because, you know, it's just too good to be true. But most of the Bible is too good to be true. And we don't deserve any of it. So there's no point saying, well, that can't apply to me because I don't deserve it. Because you know what? We don't deserve any of it. The work was not done by us. The work was done by Jesus for us. So our job is not to work for it. Our job is not to deserve it. Our job is to believe it and to walk in it. Amen. 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 And I like practicing with money. You know why? It's non-fatal. I mean, if you, if you believe God to pay off a dishwasher and you fail, well, how big a deal is that? Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I send you what things shall... Now he switches to prayer. Therefore I send you what things shall every desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, verses 22 and 23 have to do with saying... And verse 24 has to do with praying. Verses 22 and 23 have to do with saying. And verse 24 has to do with praying. Verses 22 and 23, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whatever obstacle is standing in front of you and in your way, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith you're, shall believe that those things which he saith. See, this is, this is a faith that we have not, I think I have taught it, but I think I have not emphasized it the way that I heard him tell me to emphasize it last Wednesday night, and that is this. You have to venture out. You've got to practice it to develop this faith in what you say. And this is why coarse joking, telling filthy jokes, there's a lot of speech that sabotages our faith speech. Lying about this, lying about that. But shall believe that those things which he saith, you're not going to have the will of God. Tell your neighbor, you're not going to have the will of God. Tell the, tell the neighbor on the other side, you're not going to have what God wants for you. Tell the, tell, tell the first neighbor, you're not even going to have what you want. You're going to have what you believe you, you, when you say. And think of all the stuff, man. All the stuff we learn from the world, like, F me. I'm so screwed. I have to look up to see bottom. If it weren't for losing, what's that? How is that? I don't even know how these sayings go. I mean, there's like 30,000 of these sayings that we learn from the world. We have to just stop it. Just got to stop it. Like Marilyn Hickey used to say, maybe you just need to put some duct tape over your mouth. Just stop it. Amen. Say what you want. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So you're not going to get the will of God. You're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get what you desire. You're not going to get uh, what God wants you to have. You're going to get what you say. And then verse 24 has to do with praying. Therefore, I send you what things serve you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. But even here in verse 24, we've been, giving, we've been missing an important ingredient because he says, what things serve you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. And the way I do that is I confess it. 
Now, do not miss next Wednesday night because I'm going to the fifth point, and it's huge. I'll give you the example, and then I'll quit. The example I'm going to start with next Wednesday night. One year, we were going to Cancun on vacation, and the bag I used to travel with back then, the way the pockets were, some way, somehow, the end of the power cord got under the weight of the computer, and when I set the bag down, the weight of the computer messed up the plug on the power cord. And so I get to Cancun, and the power cord won't plug into the computer. So if I had sat down there in Cancun, this was years ago, and said, I believe I receive a new computer cord. I believe I receive a new computer cord. I believe I receive... I'd be down there tonight. <laughs> Can you see it? So next Wednesday, this is huge. So all I did... I texted Vicki Gonzalez, and I said, here's where there's a backup computer cord. And I said, put Aaron Wood on the first jet to Cancun tomorrow with my backup computer cord. And you know what? 24 hours didn't go by, and I had a computer cord. But what if I just sat down there saying, I could be on the beach right now. I believe I receive a new computer cord. I believe I receive a new computer cord. I believe, and that's what a lot of y'all been doing. I believe I receive money. I believe I receive an IRA. I believe I receive a Roth IRA. I believe I receive a 401k. I believe I receive a million dollars. Heck, I believe I receive a billion dollars. See? So the fifth alternate next Wednesday <laughs> is going to answer so many questions, but I'm not going to get into it tonight because you got to come back next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.